Hi, I'm Lindsay. And I'm Marshall. Today, we have a special bonus Halloween episode for you. We're talking to a scientist who once set up a laboratory in the basement of a Halloween haunted house using human subjects for her experiments. Oh my gosh, was that where all the bowls full of eyeballs came from? (laughs) Oh no. No, she was studying the science of fear. And we're going to find out what she learned. Our listener Sebastian and his stepmom sent us the perfect question for Halloween. My name is Sebastian, and my question is, why do people get scared and how? Why do you think people get scared? I think people get scared because sometimes they jump out of nowhere. It maybe depends on what they say or how they're dressed. can get scared in so many different ways. Sebastian's asking about that kind of intentionally scaring ourselves, and we found the perfect scientist to answer his question. My name is Margie Kerr, and I'm a sociologist who studies fear, uh, and my main goal is to try and understand how and why people voluntarily engage with scary activities and material. So like, why do people go to Halloween haunted houses? Why do we sit down and watch scary movies right before we go to bed? Exactly. Yeah, because it seems very counterintuitive. If we think of fear as something to be avoided, why are we intentionally seeking it out? What got you interested in studying the science of fear? Do you like being scared? I do like to be scared. I've always loved haunted houses and roller coasters uh, and some scary movies. And I've always had a real intrigue for exploring places that you know, <laughs> I've been told not to go. Margie has done research at the University of Pittsburgh. She also works in scare houses. Haunted houses or those towers of torment. Those places where you buy a ticket to damage your vocal cords by screaming too much. (laughs) Yes. She tries to make them even scarier. Or more fun, depending on how you look at it. I guess so. But for the past two years, she conducted a real science experiment in a place called Scare House in Pittsburgh. I know that you did an experiment in the basement of a haunted house. Can you tell me a little bit about that and how it worked? Sure. So my colleague and I, we were measuring people um, before and after they went through one of these scary experiences. And we wanted to see why they were doing it and how their body changed from before to, to after. Before they went in, we asked them to rate their mood from 1 to 10, and then again when they came out, and their mood improved significantly. Uh, And we were able to relate those changes to changes in their bodies. So we measured their brain waves before and after. So afterwards, people kind of were more checked out (laughs) in a way, and that, that was associated to feeling better. So after you walk through a haunted house and like skeletons have leaped out of closets and people have come after you with chainsaws, you actually feel better than when you went in before? Yeah, as long as you want to do it in the, in the first place. It does become like running a 5K, a personal challenge of endurance. And we also think that the threat response is making us feel more grounded in our bodies. 
So it's really about being present and being in the moment. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I prefer yoga for that. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's funny. My best friend teaches yoga and we both, we talk about this often, how we're going to the same kind of mental state, but from two very different perspectives. Wow, I couldn't imagine anything less like doing yoga than walking through a tunnel of terror. Me either. <laughs> Breathe. Om. Ah! Om. Ah! Om. <laughs> but I guess that makes sense. I mean, after you get scared senseless, everything else that's going on in your life seems a little less important. Right. You can finally let go of your thoughts. <laughs> but I found that means that horrifying thoughts take their place. So to answer Sebastian's question, people get scared because they enjoy it. But what about the how? I always start with, you know, are we trying to scare people for fun? And hopefully the answer to that is yes. Uh, and then it, it can uh, become really a lot of fun because you start thinking about things that tap into our evolved threat response. Uh, so things like loud noises and startling flashes of light and, you know, people that are jumping out and doing things that will distort our sense of balance and all of these things to just disorient our bodies and, and keep us on that edge of not knowing what to expect next. So does how scary people are dressed and what they might yell at you have any effect on how we get scared? Yes, yes, Sebastian was so, so right on in that. Um, you know, the use of masks and costumes is great at disorienting uh, us because we, we depend on facial expressions and body language so much in our daily lives to determine the safety of, of another person. So when a, an actor wears a mask, we can't read what their facial expression is. And so that's really disorienting. And the same thing with makeup and costumes that exaggerate certain features. What kind of situations are scariest? And what do we need to enjoy being scared? We have to first make fear safe to engage with it in a way that you can gain the positive benefits of it. If we really think that we're in danger, we're going to be in a very different place than when we are consciously acknowledging, okay, this is a, a safe place so I can suspend my disbelief, I can relax into the fear, which sounds really weird, but uh, studies show that in situations where you have what's called preserved agency, where you know that you are in control, it's a very different outcome than when you are seriously concerned that, that something bad could happen and then you're not in control. So the key to fun with fear really is being in control, having that, that choice at every step of the way to engage. Um, because then you can claim kind of ownership over the fact that you made it through. Okay, so anything can scare us if it confuses us and makes us feel threatened, like we should run. Yeah, like that immediate fight or flight response kicks in. But at the same time, we know that we're safe, that people are just pretending to be chainsaw-wielding maniacs. <laughs> In reality, they're just regular people who got dressed up to go to work. Yeah. <laughs> and they're bloody tie. Yeah. Oh, this one has a nice splatter pattern on it. <laughs> Actually, Margie does experiments to understand what scares individual people. And Sebastian had a really good idea of how this might work. How do you think scientists could study this? Baby putting someone 
in a room and putting scary noises to their brain and then recording their brain waves. Can you take me through an experiment? Like if I was to come into your lab and you were trying to find out what scares me, you know, what would you have me do? So we would put a couple of electrodes right under your heart to to measure how fast your heart is beating. We would put some on your fingers too to measure how much you you might be sweating, you know, when you get nervous. And then we might even put uh, some electrodes on your head to measure what your brain waves are doing. There's a collection of thousands of different types of pictures of different types of scary images. And we would show them to you and then see how your body responded. We might also use real tangible stimuli. So handing you a fake spider or having you hold a knife or doing something like clapping our hands really loudly to measure your startle response. That sounds like a really stressful experiment. Like you get in the chair, they hook you up to all kinds of machines, and then they're like, spider! But Margie says that for some people, doing scary things or looking at scary images can actually help them become more calm and relaxed. Or being exposed to those scary things that they're afraid of might help them overcome their fears. Man, the human brain is so weird. I know. to sum up in a couple of sentences what the big you know scientific question around this is what would you say we want to find out who who benefits from being scared is the the question that's so interesting i'm wondering what scares you i have a very sensitive startle reflex so if i'm not expecting it if i'm not you know on guard then i can startle very easily by just you know the slamming of a door So there you have it, how to scare a scientist who studies fear. Enter here to the house of slamming doors. (laughs) I would rather go to the house of adorable puppies dressed in costumes. Or a yoga class full of ghouls and zombies. That would be the ultimate in relaxation. Thanks to Dr. Margie Kerr. Oh, we're still on break, but stay subscribed for more special bonus episodes. Like our last episode on how to interview a scientist. Have you found a scientist to interview yet? Thanks to Owen and his family for listening. Don't forget to tell your three best friends about Tumble. Sarah Lentz is our associate producer. And I'm Marshall Escamilla, and I make all the music. I'm Lindsay Patterson, and I produce this show. And tune in next time for more stories of science discovery.